When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are we recording? Hello? Is this thing on? Hello? <laughs> oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're shooing the dough. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Is that what this is called? This is, we're shooing the 76th dough. Shooing the 76th dough. 70 other, 75 other doughs have been shooed. This and, is the 76th one. And we are one. shooing the 76th one and excited for everybody to join us. Now, this is one you may have heard before. Uh, as we did it as a live pop-in a few weeks ago when we were in Florida for the conference. Uh, But with Jordan Feliz having his album drop last Friday. A.K.A. what did everybody call him? uh, Johnny Johnny Depp. Depp. Mm -hmm. Yes. Those who are watching on Periscope who saw me kill myself on lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. And then continue to blame him for that. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Andrew Peterson's album comes out this Friday. So nestled right in between is this show. And so we thought with their two albums coming out, we'd get it in the podcast feed. What better time to talk about Andrew Peterson and Jordan Feliz than right in between when their albums come out. I think it's amazing. And by the way, have heard both. Both are wonderful. So yeah, do yourself a favor to look those up and grab those. So don't want to delay too much because, again, right. we go just over an hour with this. So we want to make sure we get get all of it in so you can hear it. I This was fun, though. Hanging out with these guys. In, in, we were in Andrew Peterson's hotel room. Yes, we were. To give you kind of a layout. Yep. We had set up the microphone at this little makeshift situation uh, with all of us kind of sitting around. And it's referenced right at the beginning of this interview. But... The night before we did this interview, we had gone to like a Centricity music event where we got to see these artists perform in a private venue. And it was a wonderful performance. But right as Andrew Peterson began to talk about the meaning behind some of his music and his inspiration, I took three gulps, gulp, <laughs> gulp, gulp, two gulps in a breath. <laughs> from my pink lemonade and the first gulp went directly into my lungs and the second two gulp gulps I decided to try to swallow because I didn't want to spew them all over the table mm-hmm. including spew them on Jordan Fleas which yes would have made a great story but <laughs> it's already a great story <laughs> so the resulting aftermath was a me hacking a lung as quietly as possible at a private venue so Thankfully, we got to interview them the next day, and I had a moment to apologize, which we'll get here. (laughs) (laughs) We will be, uh, if you're listening live, we will be chatting along with you during this as well. So uh, feel free to chat along. If you're in the chat, uh, feel free on the right hand side of your chat is a Facebook figure, a tweet, Twitter figure, and a Google Plus figure. If you want to share that with anybody that you would like to have tune in to hear Andrew Peterson and Jordan Feliz, this is a fantastic interview. We're excited to get started. Yeah. So this is from Orlando about a month ago. And again, the album, Jordan Feliz's album came out last Friday. Andrew Peterson's is out this Friday. So you can pick both of them up. But without any further ado, let's shoe this dough. Let's do it. (laughs) 
Uh, Danae, you owe Andrew Peterson an actual apology for real for last night. Um, I'm sorry that I inhaled lemonade in the middle of your really incredible <laughs> beginning to your set, um, and then was not able to retain it enough, and I hacked through your. Almost your entire conversation, and at one point in time, became so awkward it sounded like I laughed. Wow. We went back and watched it later. Really? We yeah, did. you were just talking about how your like your guys weren't traveling with you anymore uh -huh. and that kind of stuff. And I she, actually, I remember that. And yeah. she went. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I remember. I did not remember until right this moment the feeling of like, hey, why is that funny? <laughs> that was until me. right now. That I'm was so you. sorry. Well, I'm glad we can talk about this. Ugh. Yeah, I, I think I still have lemonade in my lung because no I no apology needed. I never totally actually fine. like fully let it out. It was, it <laughs> was all right. It was a battle. But have you ever have you ever had that happen? Like something goes down the wrong tube and you just oh, can't. All like, the time. And it's a situation where you can't hack it up, so it just like gravity just keeps oh. taking it further. Yeah. Have you ever had it where you were doing like a really great private set in front of you know radio peers and people like <laughs> that, and someone just was being rude the whole time, or is that the first time that's that, happened? That's the first time. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Good, you get to be special, Danae. <laughs> Yet another wonderful, embarrassing moment with Danae. So let's talk, just introduce yourself so people kind of get a little idea of who you are. Jordan, you're a brand new artist and just kind of hitting the scene. Is this this your first time like doing a big event like this, like with all the radio peoples and everything? Yes, this is the first time. Like, and how are you doing? Uh, are you okay? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I love how everybody keeps asking me. So, are you doing okay? Like, I'm da like I'm damaged goods already. No, you're well, not it's... damaged goods. It's just that we all know the the grind. It's yeah, grind. We see a young guy and we're like, that poor young that man. That poor guy. He doesn't know what he's into. <laughs> no, it's been awesome. Honestly, I I love stuff like this. I'm all about it. I love hanging with people. It's one of the reasons why I love playing music is being able to like just. Uh, do life with people and hang out and learn about them and learn about their lives. And I heard you tell somebody you're from California, is that correct? Yes. Pacific yeah. Coast. Because yes. you kind of have that, you know, Pacific Coast, easygoing, you know, spirit to you. Is that hey, something that's ingrained you. in you out yeah. there? Is that kind of a... Yeah. I mean, California is, uh, it's it's a different place because there are a lot of people It is. That it is literally really, a different place yes, from where we are. Very yes. different. Yeah. Um, but it, there's a lot of really, really relaxed people, and then there's a lot of crazy people uh, that are like that are like. If, there's a fine line. Yeah, if you're not 15 minutes early, then you're not on time, kind of people too. So, huh. yeah, I'm. Wow. I'm just. I'm just the other 50 percent of just relaxed people. Nice. So. Nice. Yeah. And how did you get into this? Like, how? When did this thing start for you? Uh, well, this actual journey started um, two years ago when I moved to Nashville. Um, started writing uh and then i just partnered with centricity in february so uh yeah and now you know rocking rocking just hanging with people and uh released a single uh five i think four or five weeks ago um it's called the river and yeah you played it last night did we yeah. were periscoping last night every song oh, and awesome. during the river i mean people were just amazed Dude, oh, everybody man. started gagging and choking during the yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Did they? So wait, you, we were talking, I met you yesterday. Yes. Andrew for the Peterson first time. Here, uh, yesterday <laughs> on the bus on the way here to the hotel. And uh, and you were telling me you were in a metal band before you moved to Nashville. Yes. What? Yeah. Yeah, that happened. That geeked me out. I yeah. used to listen to, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, my taste. So yeah, I, uh, I did that for four and a half years. Yeah. Vocals? Uh, yeah. Scream band or yeah, like Fine. kind of like under oath kind of stuff. 
Uh, maybe step? not that. Maybe right. not that hard. I All mean, right. there was a lot of singing too. Good. But uh, yeah, pretty heavy. We did like uh, we were in the Warp Tour scene for two years. Wow, that's cool. Um, we kind of just uh, you know did all that. It was. I mean, it was really fun for the time being. But uh, like, so while you were doing all that, were you? Did you also? Were you also writing a different kind of doing other songs? Uh, kind of yes. Uh, it loosely. Loosely. I mean, I, I feel like I never really loved writing that kind of music. <laughs> so uh, I definitely was writing a lot of music, kind of not, you know, recording it or anything, just kind of writing in my own, like, bedroom kind of stuff. Yeah. But, Did you yeah. listen to a lot of metal? Like, was that your... Sometimes, yeah. I mean, just because you're in mm-hmm. you're in that scene. So you want to you wanna try to mm-hmm. pull things that are relevant when you're writing music and everything. So, uh, yes, I did listen to it a little bit. But uh, what I grew up listening to and, like, love listening to is very different. Um, Which was like, what? I grew up listening to, like, Bill Withers and, like, Sam Cooke. Yeah, nice. And Earth, Wind & Fire. Lots of, like, uh, pop soul kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's kind of what I've enjoyed writing and that's kind of what my record is sounds like. Uh, I can't remember his name. There's an album that just came out from a guy. We just reviewed it on the podcast a couple weeks ago. So so I mean it sounds like oh. it could have been recorded in the sixties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um Is he is he in Christian music? No, I mean no, uh, I don't think oh, he's is mainstream. It Lee, uh, yeah, Liam Bridges. Bridges. Yeah. yeah. He is incredible. Fun. Have he you heard that amazing. album? Oh, oh. You, I think you'd like it. It's it's really good. <laughs> It's amazing because you put really it on good. and it's like, oh, somebody yeah. found a record from yeah. you know this soul yeah. guy in the '60s yeah. and him, him and Alan Stone right now are my absolute favorites. Cool. I've been just rocking records. Yeah, we do. So. Uh, we do uh, an episode of the podcast called New Music Digest where we listen through new releases. Oh, awesome. and talk about them as we're listening to them. So, so cool. Oh, and good. we highlighted your album. Really? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. we did. Yeah, we got a pre-release of the new album, and so we did a little uh, album wow, highlight. Thank you. So we had our audience all listen to. To it and they're like getting prepped for it. It was That's exciting. So Thank you. For so the the thing is, we like to listen to it for the first time and then talk about it as just like you'd hang out with a friend and listen to a new album. Yeah. And then when we're done, we don't listen to the whole song. We'll go to the, the you know the next song. Kind of scan through like you So would. we do. We scan through the first three songs and talk about it. And then at the end, we have our audience vote on which one they want to hear the fourth song from. Usually it goes oh, really so. really well. That's cool. But last time, uh, we all voted. We wanted to hear the next POD song. Uh-huh. And the song starts off with a very awkward, husky phone call between a man and a woman potentially having an affair. So we're all listening to this going, what are we listening to? And so hey, the whole audience is like, uh, what's going on? And we're like, well, do we skip it? What do we yeah. do? It was very awkward. I just would like to clarify for the listening audience that that was the POD record, not my record. That is correct. <laughs> That's correct. That was yep. not Andrew Peterson's no. By the way, though, POD record is awesome as well. Oh. Like, it's it's great. You talk Song about somebody four is feels, awkward. You just, you talk about a, a group that sounds like they're, you know, from their own past. I mean, POD, mm-hmm. they just, they haven't changed, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. So yeah. earlier, you know, you were talking, you just met Jordan. Andrew, you just met Jordan yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, and you, everyone's asking kind of, hey, Jordan, how are you doing? How's it going? And immediately I felt like, you know, Andrew, because you've been in the industry for a long time, that you would have this wealth of... <laughs> experience and knowledge to pass on so what advice do you think you would give to uh, Jordan if you I, could... that's a great question I really don't have that much wisdom I feel every time I come to one of these things I feel like uh, you know a lot of the same insecurities and weird I mean I, I remember how do I put it the 
what I would say to Jordan is like as much as you can hold on to that the way you described being here which is you're just hanging out with people and you just wanna like that's the thing is people are great you know it's the industry that's hard and so so I remember back in the day when GMA was a big thing. Did you ever hear of that? It was Gospel Music Week in Nashville. It yeah. It was like the big conference that died, and now this is the only thing. Yeah, I've it was. Uh, man, walking through the lobby at GMA when you're like on a record label is one of the hardest things for me ever to do because you're full. You're surrounded by uh, banners of the new cool band and all the money. Like if somebody's selling, then there's pictures. There poster is bigger and there's just it just feels like is this what the kingdom is supposed to look like you know and the, the answer is well it's not the kingdom this is an industry event you know and so it it ends up being uh really difficult until you're sitting in uh, like in the lobby with one person and you're having a conversation or we're doing what we're doing right now which is it's quiet we can look each other in the eye we can shake hands and we can talk you know and then suddenly you go okay gma isn't bad it's just this like there's as soon as you you separate it from this kind of big idea and it becomes organic and it's an actual human talking to another human it's wonderful so so that's what I, I would just say just do your best to remember you you're probably not is it like nerdy and insecure as I was when I was okay you look really cool you wear hats and so you're wearing, uh, a hat. wearing a hat. I'm wearing a ball cap I bought at Goodwill so. Uh, <laughs> So, so I like have a very peculiar, like a really fine-tuned ba- amount of baggage that I carry into these kinds of things, and so uh, yeah, I, I'm always pleasantly surprised whenever I'm like, oh, that's right. Like, if you're centered in Christ, if you're if if that's what you're here to do, is to just like let Him inhabit you while you move through the thing, then it it's the best way to fight back at all that stuff, you know? Do you find like you that when you're in environments where, whether you're at a conference or you're at an event, that you're just given like a supernatural amount of energy to kind of sustain you? Because one of the things that artists have happened to them differently than maybe other, I don't know, professions or whatever, mm-hmm. is that a lot of people have an emotion tied to you because of experience when listening to a song or an experience when seeing you in person and so they have this like tie to you and then they want to be drawn to you they want to have a conversation with you so I always imagine that people always want to come up and talk and tell you a story or tell you about things and I wonder if kind of like a pastor has talked about God just giving them an extra amount of energy or focus or sustainability I wonder if you guys have that same experience as you go around I know Jordan you just got started maybe Andrew I mean, I think, I don't know that it's like an extra amount of energy. It's it's just, it's work. It's it's draining and it's not easy. It's kind of an unnatural situation, you know, for somebody to feel like they know you really well, but you don't know them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember Rich Mullins saying, he has all the best quotes, but he said one time that like, people think that I'm, I'm quoting him here, that I'm this like really deep, spiritual, amazing guy, but really they're basing that on the 45 minutes um, of music that I have allowed them to hear. You know, my best 45 minutes in the last four years is on this album. Um, and so it's kind of this, as soon as you can get past that, that's the thing is like the exercise is always to like move past the idea and and interact with an actual person, you know. Mm-hmm. As soon as that happens, it's okay. So that's what I like. I don't know how it is for you after shows, but like talking to people, like, uh, like the idea of, oh, wow, there's a crowd of people you got to talk to. But then when you look somebody in the eye, it, it works, you know. Yeah. I... 
I am very uh, different because I don't know why. I think it might just be because I'm I'm pretty extroverted, but I feel really energized after like talking to people and. I mean, this is obviously. Oh yeah, you're extroverted. This then. is yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, I can tell you that's yeah. the opposite for me. Yeah, 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 yeah for me totally. Too. Yeah. I mean, and I, uh, I mean, it's not like you know, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just love talking to people. I mean, sure. I'm that way too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, way. I'm kind of in uh, a very uh, comfortable place right now, and it's mm-hmm. really funny because everybody, you know, coming into it was like, "Man, just be prepared to be exhausted." And I woke up this morning and was like. Yeah, let's do more. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> go. Where's my I'm... coffee? Let's rock and roll, man. Uh, and I'm so, so it's happy just for you. yeah. <laughs> maybe you guys need to figure out a way to transfer. Yeah, that. yeah. Maybe know. we can. Maybe we can do yoga together. That'd be awesome. Wow. <laughs> no, uh, but I mean, obviously, I'm the new kid, so I, you know, and nobody really. It, it's so funny. I was just down in the lobby, and somebody walked up and was just like, pointed at me like. Uh, you're Jordan, right? And I'm like, yeah, hey. Like, it was just such a weird experience because, you know, hearing people talk about the song that just came out and how they really like it, and that's really exciting. And But to hear, I mean, even I just had a conversation um, with a lady, and she was talking about how she really just, the, the song, like, just gives her a lot of energy and how she feels like she listens to it every morning, like, and it gets her really energized for the day. And that's just really exciting, you know? Like, And so it was just really cool to kind of share our stories and talk to her about my family. And we showed pictures of, like, kids and, like, her, her kids who are grown up and now have they have grandbabies now. And, you know, I just I just had a baby seven weeks ago with my wife. And it's wow. our first, first one. I think that's a good choice. Girl, and, yeah, have it with your wife. I yeah. think that's. I think it was a solid choice oh, yeah. on your part. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Going, looking back on that yeah. statement. Yeah, yeah. That, wise. That was probably the smartest decision. I think yeah, it was a good decision. you know. Yeah, but it's our first. That's awesome. So, um, yeah. So I've got four. My youngest is now ten. Wow. So you have yeah. kids. You, have, yeah. you talked about your daughter last night. Yes. Yeah, How amazing was that? Dude. Oh my goodness. Right you so good. <laughs> I had you shush over there. I had chills, man. I was freaking yeah. out, and I didn't, I didn't even get to it yesterday. I was, I was helping like kind of like with sound stuff, and mm-hmm. so they were. Uh, Andrew was like, "Oh, I want people to come up and sing this part," and so I never really got to, so I got really nervous. And Michael from Carrollton just goes, oh, <laughs> "I don't know if you saw that." He was like, "Hey." You know, I could just see him with his face I'm so like, glad you like sang. this. And so then I came up and I was like, okay, I don't know this part. You got it. Do it. I got it. You, pretty yeah, easy. you got it. it You're a trained easy. professional. Yeah. It's, it's pretty easy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have kids. They're 16, 15, and 12. And they're all about to be 17, 16, and 13. So I'm, I'm almost into three teenagers, which is teenagers a blast. Well. It's so fun. Yeah. I don't know how it is for everybody, but for me, it's been great so far. Girl, girl, boy? Boy, boy, girl. Boy, boy, girl. So mm-hmm. Your girl is just becoming a teenager. Right. That's where I've heard it gets really tricky in having girls. It already is. It's pretty pretty yeah. amazing. But uh, I, like I end up, I think it's mostly fascinating. Like there's a. I have to apologize to my boys sometimes because I just the way I describe. I said this last night, but like with boys, if they're upset, what's wrong is what's wrong. Right. And with girls, it's it's very complicated. It it's is. like the the thing that they're crying about isn't necessarily the thing that they're crying about. Am I right? Right? I mean, I, and I'm kind of generalizing. I, I don't want to no, be sexist. No, you know, it's true. But it, it, there is a... It's, but to me, it's it's not... It's never infuriating. It's just like, whoa. It's like a... 
a puzzle that I get to try to solve for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. It's so interesting. So uh, so she, and the cool thing to me too is that like she, and you, you're going to find this out, my wife, uh, Sky can't, uh, doesn't necessarily always respond to Jamie in the way that she does to me. So like there will be times on the road where Jamie will call me and be like, can you talk to Sky because she's having a hard day? And so for some reason the, the father-daughter connection is not better it's just different than it is with my wife and and my boys or my wife and my daughter so i just there are nights where jamie will be crying and sky will be crying and i'm sitting on the couch in between them trying to comfort both of the ladies in my house. and i feel like the king of the world it's like the best to be the one Aww. i'm the guy who's called to kind of shepherd this little girl you know and it's that's just awesome. a blast it's that's wonderful. amazing so. so is your wife's name jamie mm-hmm is your wife's name Jamie? Really? My wife's name is Jamie. Hey, J A M I E. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What's up, dude? <laughs> That's my wife's name. Is, good is not Jamie. Okay. <laughs> close. Uh, I did want to mention if you're listening live, uh, we've got Humberto there, Monstrix, Jen, uh, Sherry's there as well. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to pop them in the chat, and uh, we'll pass them on to Andrew or Jordan. So. Also, if you're listening on the website and you're not on Mixler right now, you can always tweet to us as well. We have our phones here, so if you have something that you would like to tweet, a question to Andrew or Jordan, well, you can. And uh, sorry for the audio issue early, early on. Thank you for telling me about that. I fixed it, so you should be hearing good quality now. Um, yeah, uh, Monster says he has potato children. Yeah, which is oh, a, which Monstrix. Is an, which is an inside joke. For we them. we oh. have really fun fans. They just love potatoes. Mm-hmm. Potatoes. Yeah, yeah I thing. saw I saw that and was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> this is a potato podcast. Yeah, yeah, like potato children. Yeah. So okay. Spudcast. Yes, Spudcast. Well. Oh, so Spudcast. Good. There Man. it is. Thanks for joining us, Eric. If you have any uh, questions, let us know. All right, so speaking of podcasts, Andrew, you're just starting a podcast here soon, from what I understand. And that one of the things plan. we like to ask people is what they're passionate about outside of their music, because obviously that's a big passion for you. You pursued it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But usually there's another passion like that you can pour into secondarily and, and that kind of stuff. So um, in one of the quest ways we phrase that is, if you had a podcast, what would it be about? Because then you'll see kind of a lot that a lot of that stuff come out. But mm-hmm. Andrew, let's start with oh. you. What do you get passionate about, man? Oh what, what man! Are you excited about? I kind of uh, I'm 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 like a butterfly that goes that gets bored with this flower and he goes to the next one. So I kind uh-huh. of end up having a lot of. Uh, I didn't realize boredom was a big butterfly thing. But well, no, I did. Just, I get yeah. antsy pretty quick, so I tend to have a lot of plate spinning. But I will tell you this: that one of the things that so in I, I write books too, and so the, a lot of my job ends up being um, working with ideas and. It's kind of all up here in my head, or it's it's this like trying to tr- trying to uh, catch some something. How do I put it? Something that's just kind of floating around in your imagination to and to capture it. And it's not like catching a hot air balloon as much as it is trying to like use a canvas to catch hot air. It's all, it feels futile, you know. So yeah. you, you spend a lot of time trying to like wrestle ideas onto paper or whatever. And so um, I started keeping bees about uh, four years ago. Wow. And so the the fa- fun the thing, bees. well, the fun thing about there are many fun things about beekeeping, but I I'd done it for like two years and I totally loved doing it, uh, and it just it lit me up in a lot of ways. And and then I heard this guy talking uh, at a retreat that I was at. He's this Christian talking about what he calls focal practices, and a focal practice is something. He he was writing this book about 
how to survive in this technological age that we're in. And like, how, like this is a weird new time in the history of man that we have all this technology encroaching on real tangible things. And he says we need focal practice. And for him, it's hiking. He's like, he got into hiking and was like, why do I love this so much? So I identified all of these different things. He was like, well, a focal practice connects you to the past. It, it is um, tangible, it's tactile, things that you can actually touch and feel. Um, they're things that connect you to the Lord, uh, things that connect you to creation. And so we all need things in our life that do that. And as he was talking, I thought, you just described why I love beekeeping. Like all of those things. Like I'm doing something that has been done for I don't know how many thousands of years. Um, it connects me to this creation because I'm always just looking at going, how does, how does this work? How can I, you know, put honey in my coffee after a year of working with these insects? You know, it's this fascinating uh, counterintuitive thing like it doesn't shouldn't work but it does you know and then here's the the kicker is that I was the first time I harvested my honey I was at my bee mentor's house uh, this guy and he uh, he tells you to cut the what you do is you take the front see this is why it would be a, I'm fascinated because I could talk for hours I'm so sorry no no, no. But this can, is what we do you, this, is yeah. it. this is what we love you take the frame out of the beehive right and it's full of honey is okay. it kind of like a screen like where you like you kind pull of, up kind of like a screen yes, frame it's like a hanging file folder right so it's, it's heavy with honey it weighs a few pounds and it's a honeycomb full of honey and you you take that away from the bees you actually use a leaf blower and you blow the bees off and you quick put those frames in your car so because they'll come back to try to get their honey and so then you drive to your buddy's house he's got the extractor and the process you have to cut you take a hot knife and you cut the cap off of that the frame right so it's capped honeycomb that's capped off and the cap of the the wax kind of falls into this bin and the honey starts to seep out. And you do it on the other side. And once you get three or four of those, you put them in a centrifuge and it spins and all the honey flies out of that thing and collects at the bottom. Ah. So it empties this honeycomb. So in the, I'm doing this for the very first time a few years ago and I'm cutting the, the wax off. And I hadn't tasted any of the honey yet. This is from my front yard and I'm going whoa there it is you know there's the honey that my bees have made and he goes like here chew on some of that beeswax and i was like really you can do that like, <laughs> i just got it out of my yard he's like no no, no it's all covered in honey you just was that your out. beeswax or was that none of your beeswax? it, it was oh. all of my beeswax that was good and so i i grabbed this little you know a handful of it and i put it in my mouth and like the burst of flavor was so intense really like, it was like it was like it wasn't just honey it was like the knowledge that it was honey that came from bees that i had taken care of for a year all of it like contributed to this experience and while i had my eyes closed i was chewing on it and just kind of like moaning like <laughs> and then my my like friend Pooh Bear. yeah my, while i got my eyes closed my friend goes he he goes um he quotes the psalmist he says uh, your law O lord is sweeter than honey from the comb and uh and i was just like almost started crying because suddenly i realized king david knows exactly what this is like yeah. to taste honey from the comb you know to 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 put this in your mouth and like this suddenly connected me to this thousands of years of history and that somebody would compare the word of god to this experience this like explosion of flavor and rightness that i felt in my mouth it was so t i was in forever i was yeah. like i think i will always do this now you know so that that i would love to have a bee cast That'd a be honey cast. I can't honey think cast. of a, is the best. So thing what would be like? What would be? Uh, what would be like a topic 
in that podcast? Like, you know, how would you structure that? Like one week you talk about a certain area of beekeeping? Well, know? I think you it would be interviews of beekeepers because what I've found is that there's no end to the cool, weird factoids that you learn. Like every time I'm with the guy that is teaching me, I learn some nerdy thing. I go, really? That's a great After idea. After four years, you know, and they all do it different. Like every beekeeper's guy uh-huh. is like, oh, well, you don't do it that way. You do it this way. And they're all different. You know, so it's I'm a day one hilarious. subscriber to that podcast. Me too. Okay. Says you should call it Combcast. Combcast. Comb-cast. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Not come over though. That's very <laughs> that's, different. That's the Trump podcast. All right, Jordan. I want to know your answer. Yeah. What's your podcast going to be, man? Oh, I've been trying to think about it. I mean, the, right now, uh, Babycast. Yeah, it would be Babycast. <laughs> yeah. It so would have be, you, but honestly, have be, you been excited about oh my gosh. having a kid for a long time? Like looking yes. forward to it? Yes. Diapercast. Okay. Yep. Even before the pregnancy was announced, like you mm-hmm. want to be a dad. Like that's uh, something you're excited about? Yes. Okay, yep. so tell me about that. What, what, um, what about that really appealed to you? Well, um... Uh, so basically it, it all kind of is, is, is a journey. So basically, uh, my wife and I were pregnant before this and we actually ended up losing that child. Sure. And so, um, that kind of lit, um, it kind of, it was really a really difficult moment for my wife and I, probably one of the hardest times in our marriage, not in our relationship, but just in our, um, I don't know, just it, it affected us in a really, really strange way of being kind of depressed and kind of feeling like we didn't understand what, what was going on. And so so after we kind of pulled through that, we had a, a friend write us and, you know, talk about, you know, how really the only satisfaction that is the true satisfaction in this life is Jesus. And that statement has pushed me through a whole boatload of things. Sure. Um, and so, uh, after we kind of got through the first like four months of, of that whole thing, all of a sudden Jamie and I just looked at each other and it was like, we, we want to be parents. Like this is like a desire for Mm. us. And so, um, so yeah. And now I'm a dad. So, I mean, honestly, uh, it's the most fulfillment I think I've ever had in my life, um, is just becoming a dad. And, um, I mean, being a husband is such an amazing thing. Um, if I was going to start a podcast, you know, it would, it, right now it would be Babycast. I love, uh, we, we have a dog and he's amazing. I love dogs a lot. And so uh, I, um, I would, it would probably have something to do with that maybe or people. Pupcast. Yeah, Pupca- Pupcast. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, I love, I mean, man, I'm very driven for people. So I know that I keep saying that, but I really am. Uh, every aspect of my life uh, kind of reflects it. I'm even making them. Um, like even making air, people. That's yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm. Say we all know. It's I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. Okay. Don't know why I was about to go there. <laughs> I was like, technically, technically there is material involved. Yes, technically, we understand. We get it. Moving on. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, if I was gonna pick one, uh. It, it would definitely be Babe Castle right nice. now. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it so would just there's... be all kinds of stuff because of how crazy the the whole journey is. The emotional aspect of actually having the child is... Yes. I don't know that... I don't know I've heard a parent yet say, oh yeah, I was ready for that. 
Like, I oh, got that. I, I would go, totally be ready. I know. I well, this, I would have it down. But you've heard parent after parent tell that story about, yeah. oh, that's what love is. You know, like, yeah. there's a oh, different yeah. aspect to it. Yes. You just, Everyone says yeah. the same things all the time. So uh-huh. I like, I'm like, I expect to experience all of that, which is why I would be the one that would know everything. <laughs> it, it's funny because I it was the same way, though. I was the same way. I'd heard everybody, oh, your heart's going to ex- explode and, you know, all You're these things. You're going to love deeper than you've ever loved before. Yeah, it's exactly. And you hear all these things and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. And, and then it actually happens, though. Do you hear yourself? <laughs> You're doing it right now. I'm doing it. <laughs> because it's the truth. Because you're there. It's you're the in the parent truth. pool now. You it's can say the that. the truth, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I imagine that something miraculous happens where, like, you know, God sort of zaps you and your heart actually gets big. Like, your soul expands. Everything actually does shift. Your heart goes three sizes. Yeah. 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 It's the Grinch. Yeah. I had a moment when I was a new dad, my first son, and one of the fears that I had was... Like, I know, what if I'm so selfish that I don't really love him the way that I'm supposed to? You know, like, I know that dads are supposed to, like, be willing to lay down their life for their kid. And what mm-hmm. if what if I meet him and I like him a lot, but what if I don't <laughs> love him the way that I'm supposed to? Yeah. Like, all of this stuff, like, where I kind of, like, I'm worried that I'm such a I'm such a jerk that it, it won't work on me, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I remember, you know, you feel it was emotional when my first son was born. And I was on a hike about... Three weeks after he was born, with one of those little baby carrier things yep. on the front of you, and what are those called? Do you know what Papoose? they're called? Papoose kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm kind of go carrier. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of hold, cradling his head. He couldn't hold his head up, so I was that like, was Chris Love. Yeah, just well, for thank you, Chris. 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 And like a bad trip, like where I was walking too fast and I slipped on something and I fell straight forward. And uh, without even thinking, I cradled his head and took all of the weight on my elbows on this shale, this rock, and slammed into the ground and held my boy. And my arms were bleeding, you know? And I realized that without thinking, I had voluntarily taken the hit so that my little boy wouldn't. And I realized that it happened. I was like... (laughs) I do love it. I was like, I started crying. I was just like, I was so afraid. I was like, okay, that thing is true. That like, I didn't yes. have, even have time to think, but my instinct was now to love. Yeah. A little more than it was yesterday or whatever. I completely agree so, with that. So, oh, it's, it's a great... It's, I completely agree. I didn't, I haven't, I haven't, haven't fallen, fallen with her on yet. On top of your... But yeah. man, I mean, you, it's funny how, that you, how selfish you feel. Like, because all of a sudden it, it becomes... Everything becomes about them. Yeah. And then anytime you you're like, I just need a break. Yeah. And five minutes later, you're like, I'm such a jerk. <laughs> I didn't need a break. I love you. You know, you're just like. Oh. So let's write a song, uh, "Falling for You," uh-huh. and you can include that story and then you know uh-huh. the metaphorical fall. Uh-huh. Let's add it all to the fall. podcast. I don't even need a writer. My selfish revelation. You, know, you just get there on your own, but I think it'll be beautiful. Uh, somebody comments. Tears. Tears. I was gonna. I had one more uh, podcast joke. It was. We should wait until your your little girl is a toddler. Okay. Call it Toddcast. Ooh, Toddcast works well. I really. I just keep them coming. Yeah. Amazing. You're like a podcast naming, (laughs) like you're just spitting them out. You should start an app. 
And it'd be like, name your podcast. Name your podcast. And yeah. it's just cast on the end of whatever. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Whatever you yes. type in, it's just yes, cast. That is yes, brilliant. That's it. We start that website up today. Like, that is easy. That is brilliant. Name your podcast.com. Enter in what it's going to be about. What, are, just add cast. what are you passionate that's about? Awesome. Hats. Hat cast. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, my goodness. We'll make millions. I have to say, Andrew, last night you were talking about your stage in life right now, and I was really resonating with it because mm. this year I turned 40 and mm. then just had my 20th anniversary just a couple weeks ago, oh, which wow. is very specifically what happened to you, yeah. you know, uh, last year. So I wondered if you wanted to talk kind of a little bit about that and just kind of moving through whatever stage of uh-huh. life that we're in right now and how that's, that feels. That's a much better question. I was going to ask about shaving the beard, so we'll go with your question. <laughs> we can, get, we can uh, get there, too. I don't know when I'm going to shave the beard. I like having something to... to to help ponder me, with. Help me yeah. think. Yeah, it really <laughs> yeah. does. Um, no, I... You do that. Okay. I... It's 40s weird. I don't know. I'm still in it. That's the thing is I don't know right. how to talk about it yet. And so it's it's hard to know how to... There's no story arc that's come to a close that I can look back and go, oh, yeah, that was what right. 40, turning 40 was like. So what I feel is the weight of the cultural understanding of the change in that number. I don't feel any different mm. than I did in, in my 30s or right. having my 20th anniversary or any of those things. And people are like, wow, 20 years. And, you know, yeah. it's a, I just think it's just been life. It's just been a journey. But there is this interesting cultural weight that happens with certain things. Like mm. when you say I'm 40, I don't feel the internal weight of what that means. I feel the external weight of what that means. Yeah, interesting. And so it's like so all of a sudden there's an expectation of being But you're older supposed to be or, wise now? Yeah. It's not yeah. true, guys. <laughs> Uh, I, it's funny. I, I feel not not contrary to that, but I feel like if if the number forty it was completely removed from whatever stage I'm in, uh, something happened. Like you know what I mean? So I, I and it may not happen to everybody, but there's just usually there are like key moments in your progression as a human. I think, and they tend to happen at a certain age, you know, or a certain mm-hmm. stage in life, whatever it may be. And maybe it's because my kids are teenagers now and I'm starting to, <coughs> like, I know for me at the beginning of it, it was, at the beginning it was, my last record was called Light for the Lost Boy and a lot of it was about childhood and innocence and kind of the, the feeling that um, I was watching my sons grow into things, the, the age where certain things happened in my life that were right. really painful. Things that I had put That's to bed, yeah, and yeah, suddenly yeah. I'm seeing my kids, and I'm remembering things that I had oh. no memory of, you know, like deeply painful things that I was just like, wait, why is this rearing its head now? And, and then grieving the fact that I know that if my sons are walking with the Lord, then one of the 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 incontrovertible ways that He is going to shape their hearts is through pain, through suffering. This, That's is, right. this is how He works. Yeah. And so to realize all of a sudden that these children that you spend almost all of your energy, Jordan, right now, you're you're protecting and creating a sweet, safe life for this little girl for as long as you can. And the older she gets, the more you're going to realize there's a shadow, there's a snake in the garden, right? And it's gonna, she's gonna experience pain, or she'll never grow. That was the big, that was a big, like light bulb that went on for me when I was writing the Wing Feather Saga. The books was that if if I the only way as the author to make Janner Igaby this 12-year-old kid uh, become the hero that I wanted him to become at the end of book 4 was for me to ruin his life was because nobody's going to read a book if there's no conflict or mm. the character doesn't change so so the the head trip the theological kind of head trip that that was to go okay this puts my life in a certain context that like the pain that I'm feeling right now whatever's happening 
if, if you're in Christ, that means that the, the scripture tells you again and again that God is now using this to shape you into something. And so uh, that ended up being what this record was about, was about this, uh, the last song in the album is, is a, it's called The Sower's Song, and it's basically one big gardening metaphor. And it was because the, I heard a guy speak one time about how we hear a lot of sermons about God the shepherd. We hear sermons about God the warrior or God the, the strong fortress or whatever, but we don't often these days hear sermons about God the gardener. And he said, pay attention, think about that next time you read the Bible. And notice how many times there are God as a, t- uh, a tiller of soil, a sower of seed, someone who is going to take the thorns and turn it into to myrtle. Uh, you know, like it, like again and again, there's this agrarian metaphor. And so uh, you, you realize that the only way f- when I plant a seed in my garden, I have to do something violent to the earth. I take a trowel and I break it, you know, uh, or a tiller and I turn the soil. And then you put this little dead looking thing in the ground and you bury it. I mean, it's cr- crazy how direct the the metaphor is and you bury it in the ground and then you wait and you know Paul says we plant seed but God makes it grow you wait for this miraculous God driven thing to happen and then new life comes <laughs> uh, with the springtime so it's just uh, the, the, there's a poem I hope I'm not talking too much there's a poem by uh, Lucy Shaw and it's this tiny little four line poem that says planting seeds inevi- planting seeds inevitably changes my feeling about the rain Planting seeds inevitably changes my feeling about the rain. That's which beautiful. It's perfect yeah. to me. I, I, because uh-huh. it says so much. And like at the end of a long, depressing winter where it feels like it never stops raining, uh, as soon as you put the seed in the ground, the rain becomes a good thing, mm-hmm. right? The rain is the thing that you long for because you know it means something now. And it's, it's bringing out something beautiful. So I think that's 40 for me. That's like me going, this l- slow realization that um, I shouldn't be shaking my fist at the heaven heavens because of this whatever hurt or sorrow that I'm processing um, w- once you realize that planting seeds that the, the rain makes the seed grow you go okay I give you thanks it's still painful but I can be thankful for whatever pain because it means there's something beautiful on the other side of it that was beautiful I have I just I just say my knees hurt a little bit more but I mean that's, <laughs> no, that's a much better answer so. <laughs> I've sat with so many friends over the years and they all you remind me of my friends you know and there's just so there's a certain way of painting a picture and um, getting a message into the world about um, how to experience it differently or to have a different perspective and kind of shift it around and be willing to admit that oh I think I was seeing that different I need to mm-hmm. I need to shift this around and acknowledging the pain and acknowledging that and so I'm, I don't know I'm just really thankful that your voice mm-hmm. is one of them that's out there not just in music. But in beekeeping, podcasting, <laughs> and in writing, you know, I think that needs to be out there. Like you mentioned the gardening. I have so many gardening friends. Mm. We're constantly talking in those metaphors. So yeah, I really resonated with that. Do you garden? No. Jordan? No. Uh, one of these days, if you ever have time. Like, I love the fact that it's kind of like hipster to garden now. It People is. People are starting to like... I would love to. It's just we don't we don't have a house yet. So okay. maybe someday yeah, when yeah. we have a house, you can start. More. You can start with like a little a little bit. 
and see how it goes because that's what I have to do. I'm not yeah. my my dear friend Ida. She has an entirely sustainable environment where she gardens and everything that she gardens, she only grows things that she can eat. Yeah, I went over amazing. to her house and I had a headache. She was like, "Okay, what's going on?" And I kind of told her what I was feeling. She walked through her herb garden, picked things out, and came in and made me tea. <laughs> like it's just she's one of those fascinating people that has that sort of passion yeah. to do that. And I go home and I'm like, I have a bamboo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I can keep that alive, you know, so I have a long ways to go, but I'm well, around you know, such rich information. Everything about the way the Lord made the world is there for a reason, you know? And so I, I was at the same conference. Wendell Berry is one of my favorite writers, and he's this Kentucky farmer who's a poet and a writer. But he, uh, it was at this conference where he was, and the, the, we're in this room of 300 people. And the, uh, the guy who's speaking says, okay, raise your hand if your grandparents were farmers. And almost the entire room raised their hand, right? Yeah. Mm. And then he goes, raise your hand if your parents are farmers. And like... Gone. 50 people raise their hands. And then he goes, raise your hand if you're a farmer. One guy. And he, which is a, an unsettling picture of what's happened in America. Yeah. And our culture. That like there used to be, it used to be taken for granted that you had a relationship with the land that you lived on. That you had a relationship with creation. So that metaphor of God tilling the soil and making things grow and like relying on him for your sustenance. You know, these things give you life. Uh, that was was taken for granted. And in our culture, in the last hundred years or so, none of us do that. Yeah. None of, we're all kind of a little bit shocked when we find out we have to suffer. Have, or when somebody dies, yeah. like death is like, whoa, uh, you know, it, it's so removed from us that we don't have a, a, a healthy appreciation for the, the fact that this is the way that God made the world. And, it, and it's a reflection of the way he made our hearts. It's a reflection of the way stories work. And so anyway, the more the more you can lean into that stuff. Again, it comes back to me to like tactile, like shaking someone's hand and looking at them in the eye is a more profound thing than a podcast could ever be, you know, yeah. or a chat room or whatever. Um, there's something that happens organically when you're in sp- sharing space with the crown of God's creation, right? Um, and interacting with them. So, man, I'm talking way too much. No, you're not. No, you're not. Um, I love it. That's what it's about. I know everybody man. loves it too. I uh, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, get a chance just to talk movies with you even a little bit before <laughs> we go because I know we've had conversations about Pixar and storytelling specifically. Mm-hmm. And as you're talking about you know uh, the farmer thing and losing kind of that that you know direct earth kind of stuff, we've kind of in a way rely now on our storytellers to make us feel those things, to help huh. us understand those things. So, Chris Love. I gotta go. I, yeah. You guys keep talking. Sure, See you cool. Later. Bye. See you. Yeah, and whenever you guys need to go, just let us know. I mean, this, sure. is, this is loose. But um, We'll be here for days. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Killing me here. Uh, so, anyways, so I mentioned that to say, what are some stories that have been told, whether it be movies or whatever, that's really, like, hit you guys recently? A movie you've seen or a TV show you've watched or, or anything? Um... <clears throat> my wife and I were really into the show Parenthood. Yeah. And we actually we finished it and everything. But uh Parenthood. Yeah, I know, right? I haven't watched it. It's, I've heard it's great. It's, Let me guess, Andrew's yours is the B movie. Yeah. <laughs> the B <laughs> movie. Uh yeah, I mean I I we loved it. I mean it's it's obviously it's it's done. Like we're we it ran it ran its course. Yeah. Um yeah. but I think it kind of transitions right into what Andrew was saying about like, like, just kind of life giving pain and like you growing through it. And I think the entire show is all about that. 
And so um, there are definitely some parts that are like pretty, pretty sad and, you know, depressing. And there's just it. But it to me, it's just a show that is about real life. And so I really like that. I mean, because it's not like this sugar-coated candy. It's like relatable. Yes, it's totally relatable. And I think uh, it's also just a great story about a family. And I think um, I just, I, I don't know. Well, you're getting I, I back up it. in the chat room. People love Parenthood. Yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing show. Um, Movie-wise, uh, man, I'm trying to think. I mean... I'm like I love I love animation like I of love of course uh, yeah it's, it's where some of the best stories <laughs> yeah, are being told like, right I now I love Pixar and yeah. I love Disney and I just love all that so I mean, you mentioned Inside Out last night uh, one of the best movies I've seen in a long time this year or any year mm-hmm. and uh, I really am hoping that it's recognized come award season not just for best to. animated film I know. but for best, best picture. picture yeah because yeah. it it changed the way I have conversations with people about emotion. Yeah. You know, like it gave us all a common way to talk about something that we all experience. I'm able and to say, like, when we're in the studio working, I'm like, anger is at the helm. And he <laughs> and knows. I know exactly what I'm like, means. I'm struggling yeah. through it, I'm working through it, or, you know, or disgust or something. Yeah. Like, I'm able to kind of, like, you know, have those well, conversations. I love it. I, I, the, he, this is the second time I saw Inside Out at the theater with my daughter, <laughs> who's 12. Uh, she and she loved it. She came home from the movie the first time and had a total emotional breakdown, just cried without knowing why. And I think it was because it resonated with her in a way that she couldn't really explain. But the the uh, second time I saw it, it was just she and I. We went and uh, watched the movie at the Dollar Theater, I think it was at. And and um, there was a family right in front of us, and uh, <laughs> this big dude stands up, and the little girl's with him, and the mom is there. And the mom says, well, that was good. I, le- I learned some lessons in that movie. And he goes, about emotions? And she goes, no, about sadness. And then they walked on out. And I was nice. like, if I could have high-fived Pete Doctor, I would have been <laughs> That's like, right. you did it. You know what I mean? Because we, like in, as a songwriter, like part of our job, we get paid to sit around and think about this stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? We have this luxury uh, and a, and a, uh, a bent toward, well, some, something led you on the journey to like writing songs and making music because you're interested in like what's under the hood, right? Yeah. Um, but a lot of people just don't have the luxury to sit around and go, what's going on inside my heart right now? So movies are the one, of, one of the ways that we make sense of this stuff. And so for Pixar to tell a story that shows us that our hearts are complicated and that mm-hmm. our children are real people with a, real serious, like... Uh, you know, g- good and evil at war inside of all of us. You know, it was amazing. And not only that, but the sadness thing—like seeing the sadness character sit down next to was it Bobo? What, what was mm-hmm. the clown's name? Um, the, the elephant thing. Yeah, I forget his name. I do too. Um, I can't remember. That's ironic, considering that's the whole point of the movie is that he's forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> know, right? So, uh, and he's really sad. Yeah, you know, Richard and he's Kind crying. voices him. I, yeah, I just can't remember his name. But and the the the, uh, the joy character is like, get over it, come on, let's go. And sadness sits down next to him and says, "That's really sad, isn't it?" And he goes, "Yeah, it's really sad." And I like, there's tons of examples in everything from the Lord of the Rings to. Bing bong. Bing, Bing bong. bong. You, you did it. Thank you. Uh, to to uh, you know Walt Wongren and all these authors. There's this picture of uh, sadness as one of the the key ways that the Holy Spirit um, brings us comfort. That like well, the sorry I get I, I nerd out about. It. You asked me what I would like to do a podcast about. It's basically this. Uh, so the, but the idea that the incarnation, you know, Jesus putting on flesh and dwelling among us 
is that's what uh, is one of the most profound differences between Christianity and any other religion is that the God that we worship knows what sadness feels like. Mm. He knows what suffering, what loneliness feels like. Mm-hmm. And so that he can come beside us like sadness and bing bong and go, it's really sad, isn't it? And then he's healed. You know, healing comes by empathy and commiseration and this the fact that like, oh, you know what this feels like. I can't tell you how many times I've been comforted by the fact that I know that Jesus knows what loneliness feels like. Mm. You know, when yeah. I walked into Momentum, I was like, okay, Jesus knows what it's like to be in a room full of people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, well, he doesn't know what it's like to not know what to do. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Like, like there's comfort in this feeling of, okay, That's you know what it's like thought. to be alone. He doesn't know what it, yeah, because he kind of always didn't have a plan. Yeah. Did he it's ever a, really it's just a, fly by the seat of his pants? That is a giant question that I think people have been asking for two thousand years. Is like how did this is my first time asking that one. It's a, it's a, well, I'm, I'm agreeing how am with I doing? you. It, you're doing great. I'm it's, kind of my mind's kind of like blown. It's painful. What do it? I do yeah. now? Like the, the fact that G, there's this verse that says Jesus grew daily in wisdom and stature. It's like mm-hmm. how could he grow in wisdom if he was God? Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a great mystery at work there. The fact we'll ask him that later. Humanity. Well, we can to... hang out with him for eternity. We'll have time. <laughs> but we're kind of, so so Pixar did it. You know this this giant movie company makes this film that's going to be seen by millions of people that gives people a language to know how to. I love that they made sadness an okay thing because as a culture for for myself, I don't know if other women or we get it too. I know that young men get it all the time not to cry, Uh you know, not to show that part of yourself. And I've really worked hard my whole life (coughs) to like never cry. It's kind of like one of the things that we talk about on our show too is like, I don't like it. I just Mm -hmm. shut it down. So I'm like sitting there and just like fighting, holding it together, not crying while watching the symbolism of the importance of it. You know, it was like this like crazy internal. I'm like, no, That's I'm not funny. doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it, you know. It was good, though. Did you know the, the background of that movie that Pete Docter, the guy wrote Up mm-hmm. and this and Monsters, he, he, years ago, I read a couple of Pixar books where they used this movie as an example of a movie that didn't work. Mm. Like five years ago, he brought it to the team and said, okay, here's the idea. I want to make a movie about emotions and blah, 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 blah. And they use it as this like almost example of Pixar saying, no, this isn't going to work as a movie. We need to put our... And when it came out, I was like, he did it. Yeah. Like he fought he made for it, it work. And they found a way to tell the story. And it, and, and it went, what a payoff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm just so glad for them. Anyway. I want yeah, to see the movie where it's disgust and maybe fear at the helm. That's that's the next one I want to see. They yeah, ha- they have to do more. They have to bring out because I just want to see like how they. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's a really good story. Well, and they and they and again, that's what makes it so amazing is you can see all the branches of this. Kind oh of thinking. yeah. You know, you can mm-hmm. see. Okay, there was there was allusion to in a in a young man's mind about what adolescence does to things and you know the mm-hmm. sirens going off when seeing a girl. You know, how does Why adolescence does that change your emotions and what shapes? does that add to the control yeah. room and how does that change your memories and mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's definitely interesting. It's good for sure. So would you choose then up Andrew or uh, Inside Out? Inside Out as as a movie, because Aaron's question was about kind of like media, what's sort of like really resonating That's with you. That's the, mo- the best movie I saw this year, maybe in a few years, other than the movie Warrior, which I've watched 80 times on DVD. Have you seen Warrior? Oh, yeah. yeah. I have. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. I was just thinking about it. it no. Oh. I was just We're thinking about it because uh, Nick Nolte is in a movie, right? I review movies. Oh, he's so in uh, Walk in the Woods. He's in yeah. Walk in the Woods. And uh, so I always ask a best ever question at the end of my reviews. And it was, what's the best ever Nick Nolte movie? And that was my Warrior. choice. So, Holy cow, man. Is, that scene where he's in the hotel room and he's drunk. 
mm-hmm. and he's quoting Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I I can't stop watching that movie. I just watched it with my teenage boys last awesome. week, yeah. and for, and the National does the soundtrack, oh, and so cool. it's this incredible. Like it opens with the national song and it closes with the national song, and the song the national song is like as soon as I hear the opening notes, I just start crying. I cry all the time. I don't know if we've touched on that in the podcast. You get emotional. Oh, all the time. I've cried like six times while we're sitting here. You just don't know it. I, I know. I saw your eyes get shiny once or twice. Uh, he does all the time, and so yeah. does my husband. Well, that's that's good. About Chick Fil A, sometimes even yeah. you know, where it's just like he loves food, and so he'll like it'll bring to his eyes. He's just like I just love Chick Fil A. Like it's, and I'm so different than that. I'm like, really wow, funny. look at it. It's there. Look at those. Look at that emotion in there. And then they accidentally put the pickle on that I asked them not to, and it's all over. Yeah. Um, so, a couple questions in the comments. you're a super taster. I am a super taster. That's right. You remembered. Remember. Yeah. Andrew remembered that I'm a super taster. Do you taster. know what Andrew's going to remember about me forever? <laughs> that you choking choked on, on lemonade. Choking on my song. Well, it's starting to try to make you feel better. By just choking earlier. Just in the midst of another beautiful <laughs> just by story from yeah. Andrew. <laughs> Jordan is so backing over for here. It. It's like, you know, I'm never going to stop coughing. I've been coughing for like two weeks. Really? I was right. You've been fighting yeah. the stupid allergy. Yeah, yeah, I went through Indiana and I slept in a basement and I have a feeling there was mold in yeah. there. Yeah, so you got some spores you're oh, working that's out. Rough. Gosh, it'll work it was out. So bad, and so I've just been like coughing for two weeks. Mm. Before I forget, and we go on to the questions, Aaron, yeah. I just wanted to mention that nine out of ten times, maybe even 9.8 out of ten times. Nobody puts honey in their coffee. I put honey on my coffee every day, uh-huh. and I love it. So when you said honey, I was like, go. yes. That's it's another good. person. One more out of hundreds that I've ever talked Am to. Am I missing a way to, to page down to old, older comments on this? Or is it I think it's to expand it down and then like move it up somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask a question in chat, if you could retype it for us, yeah, that would be, be really One helpful. of them was about a book. It was about uh, Wolf... Um, uh, when it was going to be on, Wolf yeah, Warden. When that's going to be out on paperback, somebody had asked. Oh, that. Uh, hopefully by Christmas, if not by the first of the year. Okay, cool. Um, do you do book signings? Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, Warden and the Wolf King. When's it due out on paperback? That's fun. Yeah, book signings are fun. Uh, somebody had a question about Inside Out. Our thoughts on uh, the emotions. Uh, why were in some women they were all women, and in some men they were all men, but in Riley, some of them were women and some of them were men, or female and male gender types. I think... Was that a huh. statement, or was that just... I think that's just the... You're thinking about it too hard. That's yeah. What I think. Yeah, I think... Yeah. I, I thought about that before, too, and mine was just... I, th- I think they wanted it to be more relatable and just easier to translate, so it was just... Yeah, I don't think there was an agenda behind that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so, either. Cool. But um, poor Jordan can't uh, comment on it. I've never seen the movie, Because so. he hasn't seen it yet. We're gonna. Yeah, go just had a baby girl. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're see going it right, now. right now. Like right? <laughs> we're leaving from here. I know. And, we're and then once you have a couple of boys, then call me and we'll watch Warrior. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, when you mentioned beekeeping, I thought of uh, the Ian McKellen movie that just came out. The oh, it's uh, good. Holmes. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. It I really good, did. Yeah. Lots of beekeeping in that movie. Yeah. So. Flea mm-hmm. from um, the bass player from Red Hot Chili Peppers is also a beekeeper. He is. He is. Well, that's weird. Isn't that interesting? How could he ever be calm enough to keep I don't know. That's funny. Uh, I used to work at a bookstore. My grandparents started a bookstore. They've actually built libraries in different um, colleges around the Mm -hmm. world. My family is really into helping to educate, and especially like seminars in Africa and places like that. And one of the books we could never keep in stock, anything on beekeeping. Hmm. Anything on beekeeping. Didn't matter how old it was. 
if we had one on the shelf, and we usually only had one or two at a time, if we could ever get them in, because interesting people love I've, that. I've talked to people, entrepreneur types who are, you know, do like kingdom building stuff by finding ways to like go to Africa and give give them a trade and teach them how to like yeah whatever. And beekeeping is one of them. Like yeah. it, mead and um, beekeeping. Honey. In There's all, all these products that you can get from bees. Yeah, they're trying to find ways to like, teach people. I don't know. That's interesting. If I'd have it wasn't to... Africa, maybe it was somewhere else. But... Well, there are some very lush parts of Africa. Yeah, it's sure. dangerous to open up the beekeeping. It's Pandora's box. You can talk about it forever. And like, now, I mean, now especially the thing I always hear is about allergies and local honey and oh how, yeah, you know, keeping bees and your whether that's area. true or not, a teaspoon of honey every day is okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, even if it's just a myth that it helps with allergies, who doesn't want a teaspoon of honey every day? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so you can't argue it's a good, with that. Good excuse. Uh, that's um, a good excuse. Do we well, want to do anything? Did uh, you have anything else in mind? I for did. The I, I like to finish with one particular question, um, or somewhat finish with. If you could speak one sentence, and it would be immediately heard by every living human on the planet in their own language, in their own tongue, what would that sentence be? Um, and obviously, that's deep. But you know, what would you want the entirety of humanity to know? You know, all of a sudden in their earbuds, their you know album stops, and your sentence comes into mm. into their head. And it's like understood. And it's understood. They understood, yeah, what you what you're telling them. Yeah. Okay. Like the TARDIS helps you understand it. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Or uh, what's the hitchhiker's one? The fish. The babble yeah, fish. Yeah, the babble fish. Babble fish. Yes. All right, we've got a babble fish in our pocket, uh -huh. and we're about to talk. Fish. Yeah. Whichever one of you thinks you you know you you you're landing on I'm, something. I'm pretending like I'm uh, answering this. Too. Oh, okay, good, good, Danae. I'm pretending. Go ahead. Why don't you start while they're thinking? Because because we haven't always ended like this. But I like that question. Well, it's we we've, we've come a, to this couple, question. We've come to it through a different. There's been a secession. One of the things was you know if you could speak to the population and say something, what would it be? And sometimes when we have conversations, like uh, most recently we had a conversation with a um, a pastor of a megachurch, mm -hmm. and his was you know. Even if what we do isn't what you like, don't knock it because you don't want to divide the church. Hmm. That was kind of his message that he was sort of like trying to heal people and bring a kind of sense of unification. Mm -hmm. But I like kind of where you've landed on this. This is a well because the other the other part of our heart and what we do with with our content is I like to say we like to replace walls with bridges. We like <clears> to connect people, and so we will bring in people who come from possibly a, a group of people who have been walled off from Christian culture or some other culture, and we give them a microphone to say to that culture or the entirety of culture, here's who I am and here's what I want you to know about me mm -hmm. uh, kind of thing. And so that's kind of where it's evolved from, yeah. but I think that's where it lands is, you know, yeah. not just not just Christian culture, but everybody. What would you, you know, yeah. want the message to be from you? So it's personal in a way, you know. I have, <clears throat> so, uh, mine would be, live a life filled of love, and it's my favorite line in, I mean, pretty much the entire book of the Bible, but, I mean, it's just one of those things, it's, it's Ephesians 5, it's like the second line in it, and the first line, it says to imitate, it's just about imitating Jesus, but... I just love that it's followed by with living a life filled with love. And I think that as much as love, like the term love is thrown around so much, mm -hmm. like if you truly set your eyes and your entire life on just loving on people, it just makes life so much more enjoyable because to me, I mean, 
when you're when you love other people they they give you that right back and so it makes your relationships with people so much more rich and enjoyable and um you just have people to do life with and i just love that so i think the word fill in there is really beautiful when something is full there's there's no space for anything exactly else to replace it yeah i think that's a you know yeah if you have that that care compassion love yeah and act and word not yeah. only giving but receiving that's you totally know, that's what you allow to speak into your life totally. yeah that's good plus that's in this good. reality yeah. They would have a full understanding of the word love, which is very complex. So <laughs> yeah. that's nice. Especially in English. It means right? so much in our language. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Love is a boomerang. Throw it repeatedly. Nice. <laughs> nice. Britain, where's that coming? Do you know where that comes from? Where that quote comes from? Maybe, or is that yours? Is that a Britain original? Maybe that's a original? Is that a Britain original? That'd be Britain's word. That's, that's what he would <laughs> shout out to the what world. What about you, Andrew? You got something? Well, my first answer would be uh, buy my new album on October 9th <laughs> The Burning Edge of Dawn please download it from rabbitroom.com yes <laughs> that's perfect so this, is, this is just hypothetical right, I can't, I can't right. really get my head around how to really answer that question right, so, right, so right. that no. means your first one is going to be go buy Jordan Felice's record yeah, on, October right. 2nd, on October 2nd a week 2nd. before so yeah. say if we're going that route man sentences can be long just like commas and ellipses all, you know, over okay, and let's over. Let's get even more practical. All right, I'm selling ad space. Okay, <laughs> I'm going, I'm selling selling this ad space. Oh man, that was yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Today, did you, you did you say that. yours? Did you, as you were thinking about the question. Um, no. Or did you just want to? Did you have an answer you wanted to give? Mm-mm. Oh, you just were thinking about it. Yeah. Boy, it sure did sound. Didn't it sound like she was like she, like she had, had something, something to say? And um, to be honest, it was going to be about love. Um, but <laughs> sorry no it's good. great because then you did much better than I would have because I was like how would I encapsulate like live life with love but like fearless love mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. totally but I'm not adding to the bible because that's dangerous so if I could insert a word in there it'd be fearless love but I think that's part of like the definition of love well which if you're if you, out fear well and if and if you're completely fulfilled with love then there's nothing in there for there's, anything there's else. There's nothing in there for anything. I think else. "do not fear" would be a good one to tell people. Yeah, mm. that is good. Yeah, especially good. the the church these days in America. Everybody seems to be freaking out because the culture's changing, and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, we have nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, right. I mean, it doesn't mean you stop fighting for what's important or whatever, but fear is dangerous. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm glad you went there. That's that's a really important one. I think we have allowed fear to drive action in a lot of mm-hmm. you know the things that I see us do kind of as a, a believer culture. Mm-hmm. We and, do that uh, in conversation where we won't talk about certain mm-hmm. things, which is why we like to talk to people who do get kind of walled off. It's like, why can't we talk to somebody who is quote unquote labeled this way? You know, we're, af- we're afraid of beliefs that are different than us, that, which I don't understand because if you believe something is true, just because you hear somebody who doesn't believe that. It doesn't does negate it, what you believe. Does it negate? Are you afraid they're gonna convince you? And if so, then yeah. Maybe you, know, you don't believe it. <laughs> maybe, yeah, like, maybe you need to have a journey of truth, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's really interesting. And I do, I think fear drives that in a lot of ways, like avoiding. I think that's kinda... so, so, so true. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because somebody asked me at a uh, college that I played, this is years ago, um, back when I was in a band, and we we played with a band that was a satanic death metal band yeah and it was so funny 
their band called Suicide Silence. And um, I remember we played this show and somebody walked up to me after and goes, aren't you offended by this? And I was like, it doesn't affect my relationship with Jesus at all. So no, I mean, it's, it's their prerogative. Obviously, I want to be as loving as I can to them because right. what I believe is the exact opposite of what they believe. But I'm not going to get all hot and heated over there and be like, come here, give me this Bible. I'm going to smack you on the head with it. <laughs> Like, you know, it's just like, I don't know. Well, if they're a true satanic band, actually, you guys probably <clears throat> believe the same thing. You just pick different sides. See? <laughs> yeah, that's true. There you go. I think yeah. about that in the industry, too. Like, uh, one of my friends, um, I, I have had a couple of really cool conversations. Uh, one with Greg Voles. Mm-hmm. And the other was uh, Dan Fritz. Johnny Q Public. From Co- Johnny Q Public. Mm-hmm. So, remember Johnny Q Public? I remember the name of and, the band. And they both were the rock rock you know, and they got so much flack because mm. the Christians said, you know, like, well, if you're playing this kind of music, then da da da. But there's always yeah. an opposite voice, and it's just so nice. I think one of the things I love about the culture we're in is that there's so many ways, even though it's technology uh, based in a lot of ways, there are so many ways to, to just meet others and find others who are like minded and can encourage mm. you. So I think the culture is shifting because you're, there's the loneliness feel is is twofold. There's uh, the loneliness I think all of us experience, which have you read Anonymous by Alicia Britchley? Hmm. You might really enjoy that. Um, it's, you know, the, the loneliness of us just being our, our single selves in a world and never fully will be understood by anybody but Jesus. And then mm-hmm. that we're supposed to find our comfort. So there's that mm-hmm. level of loneliness. But then there's where you feel like you're believing something that's a little bit different or you're you're not afraid to do things that maybe everybody else is afraid of. So are you wrong you know but then in this culture we can reach out and find oh no there's there's more mm-hmm. people who are not as afraid of the deeper conversations the hard ones not knowing the answer mm-hmm. getting a message out that might be put differently or to different music or to different words and just not be quite so afraid cuz the way that you deliver Jordan the way you deliver your music and your message and how you write will be very different potentially than what Andrew does it doesn't mean that it's bad yeah. Way it means it, <laughs> it means that not, your not your remotely. net is cast in a different way than yeah. than Andrew's net, yeah. and there may be an overlap which will yeah. make it stronger to grab those you know the yeah. more struggling fish or whatever how yeah. whatever metaphor you want to use. Uh, same for for us, like our net is going to be cast differently. Our show that we do for the radio stations. Um, are it's different than other <coughs> Christian radio stations. Why are you coughing, Aaron? Sorry, it's completely. Is that is that a message to me? <laughs> this is like the, the 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 Walking Dead. Like the like this is the where we're all gonna look back and make remember how we all, how it all started. Yeah. Yes, we exactly. Were all coughing yeah. in one hotel. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And it was all because Danae choked on some lemonade. lemonade. I'm pretty uh. sure we caught it from that couple that was. Packing last night when we pulled into oh the, the zombie couple that was staggering through the, the w- yeah. no no there really was like you, they were staggering through the, the parking lot at our resort and we were like trying to pull into a parking space and they were just completely oblivious just, just it was very it was eerie it was really yeah. weird but yeah so this is what it all started, started. guys uh, apocalypse is happening um, this is all starting here on podcast <laughs> so it's happening at Disney World sorry about that. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thanks for your time. I mean, Thank you. Investment of time, investment of ideas. We oh. love that stuff, and we uh, we really appreciate appreciate you guys giving us some time to hang out. And I know everybody in the the chat sends their love, and 
Uh, we'll put this on the podcast and make sure yep. people get to hear it. And Great. Awesome. Guys, yeah. thank you so much for joining us on Mixler. Uh, we've got a nice chat room going and several people listening elsewhere. We really appreciate that you would take some time out of your day for this pop-up show. And also want to make sure to thank our Patreon supporters because this show would not be going on without those who support us every month. And if you would like to do the same thing, please feel free to go to our website, click on Patreon, and learn more. So we don't have the ear of every person in the world, but the album, again, comes out yes. in uh, October. Uh, mine, Andrew Peterson's album, comes out October 9th. Jordan Feliz's album comes out October 2nd. Yes. And what's it called? Nice. What's the record called? It's called Beloved. Beloved. Not Beloved? No. Beloved. I, mm. It just sang better. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that's a great answer. <laughs> that is a good answer. I love yeah. That makes me. Yeah. Is it? It's like the yeah. the that subtitle. Affirms yeah. to me that you're yeah. a good songwriter. Well, <laughs> it's like when I, it's so funny because when we were writing it, it was like, actually, is it beloved? And then we looked it up, and it was like, no, it, it could, can be. It, it can be either. One, so yeah. And somebody in the comments says if we did indeed start the uh, the zombie apocalypse, apocalypse they yeah. called it a podcalypse. Oh, oh, that's good. That's a good way to finish. So, <laughs> thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you. How much fun. Aw, it wasn't that long ago. Good times. I saw you posted a picture. We did. I posted the picture on band. So if you want to see what we look like on that exact day, just moments after the podcast finished up, it's Mm -hmm. on band. It's also on my Facebook page. If you want to see it there. We mentioned thank you to the Patreon supporters. Uh, Big old shout out to our buddy Humberto who uh, started supporting us. Thank thank you you, so much. It means the world to us. And to all of the people who are listening as it plays again today in the the feed. I just wanted to say more heart records broken. I love it. it was a DNA heart attack today it, in the it was chat. it was so thank you so much for checking it out thank you for your support at patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae uh, thanks to Chris Tilly for the theme music for Shoe the Dough um, thank you so much to uh, everybody who comes in the chat hangs out with us we really couldn't do it without you if you would mind uh, subscribing at iTunes or Stitcher leaving a comment rating doing all that fun stuff that would help us out uh, a lot as well that's it. It's kind of sad. It is. That's what somebody said in the, in the comments. They said, oh, the outro music. I love it. And I hate it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it means things are just about done. But don't worry. We'll be back on Friday for another live show. So you can join us then. Um, and for those who are in the Springfield area, you're welcome to come see the movie with us right now. The plan is to see Pan on Thursday night. Thursday night, 6 p.m. We're going to screen Pan and we'll talk about it on Friday for the show. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Bye. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries, and with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.